0: For me, I wish I would have gone to Minneapolis in December of
1: 2015. Okay. And that was before Prince passed? Yeah. That was when you were hearing that things weren't 100%. Yeah. Okay. What yeah. do you think you would have said to him?
0: I don't know what I was going to say to him, but I definitely was going to say, I'm here for
1: you.
0: Okay what do you need I'm here for you
1: hey there welcome to another episode of the Allison interviews podcast I'm very excited about my guest on this episode I'll give you guys a hint she is the most beautiful girl in the world any guesses okay Prince Actually, when he wrote and performed this song titled The Most Beautiful Girl in the World, I think he had changed his name from Prince to that symbol. It was like the multi gender symbol. And that's when that around the time that that song came out. So that song was actually inspired by a woman named Maite Garcia. And if you don't know who Maite Garcia is, some people know her just as Maite. And by the way, I'm obsessed with her name. Like, I am so obsessed with her name that when I was pregnant with my son, 14, 15 years ago now, we knew we needed a name with the letter M for my grandfather. And if it was a girl, that was on my short list. Like, I've always been obsessed with her name. I think it's just so rad. But anyway, Maite is the ex-wife of the late great prince They were married, I believe, for over a decade, and they actually met backstage at one of his concerts in Frankfurt, Germany, because she was a renowned belly dancer all over Europe, and her mom brought a tape of her belly dancing to, I think, one of Prince's dancers, And as soon as he saw it, he was like, I need to meet that girl. And he took an interest in her work. And she actually started working for him. She started dancing with him on tour. And she traveled the world with him as part of his new power generation in the 90s. Do you remember that? And they got married. They fell madly in love. And she is actually the mother of uh, the only child that Prince ever had, a little boy named Amir who actually passed away shortly after birth uh, from a genetic disorder, but they had just one of the great love stories of the ages. And a lot of people probably remember that a few years ago, she had a New York Times best-selling memoir called The Most Beautiful, My Life with Prince. And it's been optioned into a movie. So that's super exciting. I think they're in like pre pre production now for that movie. And I'm definitely looking forward to that movie coming out. I think it's going to be awesome because I read the book. And if you haven't read it and you are. Prince fan I highly recommend it again it's called the most beautiful my life with Prince it is a New York Times best-selling book excellent you gain so many insights into Prince's life his work and his love story with Maite and we spoke about a lot of different things that went on throughout her life as well as what's going on in her life now When Prince was alive, they actually started a charity together. I believe it was um, in honor of their late son. And the charity had actually been shut down for quite a while. And Maite just revived it. And she relaunched it with a new name, which is called Live for Love Charities. You can actually find it at liveforlovecharities.org. That's live, the number four lovecharities.org and you can see all of the amazing work that is being done to help children get education in the arts and there's so many other things that that they are doing with that charity it's it's incredible and she also has maite's rescue you can look her up online actually you can find her on instagram at maite janelle that's at Maite Janelle, and I believe there's also an Instagram for Maite's Rescue. So look that up as well. And you're going to love this conversation. You're just going to love it because, I i mean, I really, she's just, she's just, she's got such a warm heart. She's an incredible woman. I have an immense amount of respect for her, and um, yeah, that's all I can say. And sit back, relax, and enjoy this awesome conversation with Miss Maite Garcia. You've made your life in Vegas,
0: correct? I have. The thing is, I moved here in 2018 because I wanted to get away from LA. It mm-hmm. just, I don't know, the energy there and, you know, with Prince's passing, I was like, I want something new. And, you know, I am am i i was always traveling. So for me, home is where you put your stuff, you know. Um, I don't really have, my father was in the army for forever and they never really had a home base. So for Christmas, they came to see me. So I was like, I knew some people in Vegas and I knew that I was heavily doing the dog rescue. Mm-hmm. And, um, I just said, you know, let me try it out. I rented a house here for a year and it was so great to be close enough to have meetings and go back to LA, but then also be away from it. And now there's a huge influx of people from California moving here where I'm like, what? <laughs> no. <laughs> the traveling is everything that I wanted to get away from is happening here so I'm like it's time to move to Minnesota
1: so (laughs) we moved from New York down here to Florida Uh and then everybody came down same exact thing same exact thing on East coast yeah yeah but I was was following on Instagram I think boogie time but then you sold that
0: correct yeah I sold it I sold it yeah I mean it was Yep. Yeah, I'm still rescuing dogs. It was the business side. It was really hard, just a lot of getting people to work, especially during this whole pandemic thing. People were like, uh, ah, I don't want to work today. I'm like, wait, what do you what do you mean? There's dogs. What are you talking about? So I was like, okay, it's time to to let that go and and do the rescue wholeheartedly. So Okay.
1: So I wanna I wanna jump around a little bit. I just read your book the most beautiful ah, I just yes. just And then I found out that the book is being made into a film. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So here's my question. How the hell are you? Well, I don't know if you're going to have any input with casting. How the hell are they going to find somebody to play Prince? Because I feel like, how are you going to find, like he was one in a million. How are you going to yeah. find somebody that embodies all of those qualities. You know, it's because he had a unique stature. He had a unique height. And then he had these this unique voice. And he had this energy. And like, where do you find somebody to play that I mean, role?
0: It's interesting because I thought the same thing. And I thought it when I, when I wrote the book. I was like, I don't know. If I do this to a movie, I don't know who's going to play him. Because that's going to be really hard. But I mean, talking to people and really thinking about it. I mean, there's some amazing actors out there. And I think, of course, with, you know, watching videos and studying that, you know, I think somebody could do it. And and also it's it's my story. So it's mm-hmm. not, it doesn't take, like when they do his biopic, that's going to be hard for me. I mean, I think if there's an essence of him and just the connection and the love shared and shown is really important to me. So okay. I'm. I feel confident that we're going to find somebody that's going to hold those qualities.
1: Do you have input in casting or what what is your what is your role in the pre-production process?
0: I mean, they're they're, you know, they're very receptive to things that I say. They do have the option to to go to go do it without me, but they're they are coming back. I mean, there's no casting yet. We're we're not even there yet, but they're just really Sensitive to my opinions and stuff like that, so I, I think I might have some help. I'm more worried about
1: me. I'm like, who's going to play me? I was going to say you. Where are they going to find someone who can dance the way you could dance? You know, you you also are a very unique creature. I mean, and it like the belly dancing, and like where, where are they going to find somebody? who can embody, do you think that you'll be overly picky in terms of who you think could pull it off, who could play you?
0: No, I mean, again, I think if the essence is there and somebody who can, I mean, of course, somebody who can move, I don't think there'll be extensive dance in the movie. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe there will. But if there is, I I did say I wanted to be part of it and choreograph and, and coach. And I think whoever has some sort of movement, I've have a way of teaching people a way of moving that is that works hopefully mm-hmm. we'll see <laughs> okay. it's definitely something I'm thinking about but you know we'll cross that bridge and I, I think I can coach someone. I feel confident.
1: do you think are there any actresses out there that you could see playing you, that you at know? first? you know what's funny because when I first people started talking to me about
0: it I always i in my mind I thought Delena Gomez.
1: Okay.
0: But I mean now there's and I've had people send me people and I'm like, "Oh wow, she she looks she looks like me, but can she do, you know, or or have that essence of whatever I have?" And I think I think we'll find it. I don't think it's much more of a look thing. I think, you know, as long as they have the the mannerisms, I think. Okay. You know, I just watched Priscilla too. I just watched that movie. I, did. I haven't seen it and yet. You got to see it. It's really good. It's really good. Sophia did a really good job. And the Priscilla, beautiful, beautiful character. Looked nothing like her except she had blue eyes. But I believed it. I was like, that's that's Priscilla. And, I'm, and the Elvis had a little bit of, of a look of him, but I believed it. So I, I felt confident after watching that movie. I was like, okay, no, okay. It can be done. And it will be done.
1: Right. You said that you felt at one point that Selena Gomez might be a good fit to play you. What what is it about her that you thought perhaps could be a good fit?
0: I don't know. I just I saw her picture and I was like, I don't, I don't know. There's something about her. She's got a, a, a friendliness and innocence mm-hmm. to her that I relate to. I just don't. I saw her playing me. I was like, she could, I think she could do it. I think she could do it.
1: Interesting. <laughs> and how much do you want to lay bare in terms of what you and Prince went through with your son, Amir? I mean, how much of that do you want to show in the film? It depends
0: on the director and what, where they want to go. I mean, I think it's a big, big turning point in in our lives that happens. I think it should be, you know, very sensitive and but shown, you know, with that loss. I mean, I think it's also therapeutic for people to see. So I hope they put that
1: in there. You know, what crossed my mind when I read that? I mean, I knew of the story, but I didn't know all of the details until I read it in your book. And what went through my mind was because at first I felt angry with Prince, that he didn't let you get the amniocentesis, that he didn't go along with some of the conventional wisdom, the conventional medicine. But here's the thing though. I feel like had you done that, had he been more of a conventional person, right? Yeah. You might have terminated the pregnancy early on. And then you wouldn't have had the experience of meeting Amir and holding him and loving him, even just for those few days. I'm going to start crying. I'm sorry. But do you know what I'm saying? I So I, I wonder all these years later, how do you feel about that? Do you feel like, thank God I didn't take those steps and possibly terminate their pregnancy? Or do you feel like I could have saved myself a heartache? Or like, how do you process it now? I'm pretty
0: confident that I would not have terminated even if there was something wrong. I okay. think it was more of a clarity of of just knowing cuz while you're pregnant I don't know if you've you've been pregnant you know you you think of everything the, every that's cuz that's all you can think about cuz it's there you know yeah. and I fell in love with that baby the minute I heard his heartbeat and mm-hmm. it was not going to be an option and I know he would have not even agreed to as well to terminate and I mean and I and I get his it was more the the possibility of of losing you know, because they they really said, you know, this is because they wanted to cover their, their butts. <laughs> and yeah. they said, you know, there's a risk of miscarriage if, if you do the amnio and that's what scared us. Right. So it was yeah. like, why are we going to even try when we're not even, first off, if there is something wrong, we're not going to terminate. And second off, what if we do it, terminate and they test and there's nothing wrong. That's even worse. Right. Yeah. So you know, everybody has their, their journey, but that was for sure what our decision
1: was. So you feel in your heart and in your soul, like the way the journey played out is the way the journey was supposed to play out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was such a gift to give birth to him and see him and hold him. And yeah, that was, I wouldn't take that away.
1: You know, what's so interesting is that mm-hmm. in the book, when you describe how you came to connect with your daughter, Gia, and how it it was so serendipitous, right? It wasn't through the normal conventional channels that you found each other. Yeah. I felt like it was your son that connected the two of you. Absolutely. You know I mean? Yeah, absolutely.
0: And it, it was one of those moments I've had several of those moments where you really know that there's something else besides this. Yes. And when they told me about her and it just, it was so easy. It was like, you know, you think adoptions are like complicated and you don't have to give the mother 30 days. Yeah, they, typically you have
1: to give. Are. they typically are. And that's why it was so different in your case. Yeah.
0: And then, yeah. And then when I, I remember asking, I was like, Hey, it's, it's July, August. And you're saying she's, nine months I did the math and I was like when was she born she was like oh she's born November 12th I remember I was just like oh my god and I remember them her saying the the biological mother's like yeah we really want her to be an 11 11 11 baby but so we mm-hmm. she was born on the 12th and I'm like ah, crying <laughs> you know it's it was just yeah it's just a blessing and wait whose really- birthday
1: she had somebody's birthday right is it mine your birthday oh yeah it's my birthday
0: (laughs) where I was like whoa yeah so that was that was just one of those you can't even question like you you say it you're like I know you're not going to believe me but yeah her birthday is the same as mine you know
1: that's incredible (laughs) yeah that's chills up the spine incredible
0: yeah it is
1: I found it interesting that, cause I've been studying this for a long time that I don't know if you know who Dolores Cannon is. Um, no. Basically it's going under hypnosis to bypass the waking conscious mind. Right. So right. To access the subconscious or access the higher self.
0: Yeah. 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 That's what we were At- doing,
1: but we didn't know At- what we were doing, <laughs> but you were like way ahead of your time.
0: Yeah. It was a, you know and it was a place of i don't remember anything i would wake up and he would say everything i'm like wow really that's crazy yeah so you're you're right you're exactly right we we didn't know what we were doing but that's what we were doing
1: so how did he how did he learn to do hypnosis and like how did he know to do that have the notion to do that it was I mean, of course,
0: me you see him as being this amazing musician and and what you see, he also had a very calming, very Zen energy about him. and I mean I, when when he played piano or when he played guitar, you'd see it. Of course, he's on stage, so it's a different type of energy. But if you ever experience him alone, it was it was he had the gift. he had the uh-huh. gift to do it. And I can't really explain what, but I, I haven't felt that energy with anybody in my life. So. Right. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the, we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer.
1: So you guys were convinced that you had been together in previous lives. And I know that that's kind of how it all
0: came Yeah, about. Ab- absolutely. I mean, it's it, it uh, you know, and I, I believe in past lives. I did before. I mean, I had been to Egypt many times and I studied... I loved Nefertiti and Cleopatra and, and King Todd and all that. And I believed in it. So when he said yeah. it, I was like, wow, you believe it too. I mean, there was just a comfort. Like, you know, when you meet someone and you just feel comfortable, that's that, you know. And then uh, we we had a belief. I mean, it, it's in um, a song that he wrote called Savior. And it was under hypnosis that I, he it came out. And he said, we're like two petals from the same flower you know yeah and it's you know in the garden in heaven and there's this beautiful garden and yeah it's um something that i believe in very strongly
1: was he the love of your life and were you do you believe that you were the love of his life as well
0: i you know the thing is people say love of the life um like i love my mother and i love i love my dogs and My daughter. So Uh to say love of my life, I have many loves of my lives. And I think he did too. I think we strongly impacted each other. I believe in soulmates. I definitely think that we were soulmates. Um, but I also respect other other loves, like example, like my mother and and my daughter. Like they're they're everything to me. So. Well,
1: yeah, but that's okay okay romantic love of one's life oh <laughs> um, <all right. laughs> yeah
0: yeah yeah pretty much
1: yeah I definitely Would think you so. that yeah. that was mu- like, that was mutual yeah absolutely yeah. okay yeah absolutely. have you have you gotten any phone calls from Carmen Electra or from his other ex-wife manuela saying hey so i heard that uh there's a movie being made and you know how am i going to be portrayed and you know anything no no
0: i mean i, I think just after reading the book i think the movie is going to be just as respectful and beautiful it's mm-hmm. not you know and and i when i spoke to the production company and I, they're very very sensitive to that and and want to respect that So. I don't think it's going to be, There's none of that. We don't have time okay. for that. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. I mean, if anything, I hope the, the biopic, if they, you know, when they do it, that they show, I mean, they're going to show, they're going to show his many relationships. And I mean, it, it was what it was.
1: Right. I mean, cause you talked about his love of women and you, yeah made reference to there was always a girl on the way in and a girl on the way out, you know, which maybe spoke to his, you know, I think that oftentimes people that are, that have had a lot of relationships in their lives, I don't think it's so much about playing the field or anything like that. I think it's more about some people just love, love, and they not just love, love, but they need something. It's like filling something inside. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he
0: definitely had a lot of that. I mean, I think he was searching for something and wanted to to have a family and, and get married at a certain point in his life. I mean, I met him at the perfect time that what he wanted. I think if I met him in his 20s, you know, or if I was, it just wouldn't, it wouldn't have worked out. So that's why that's when I believe in yeah you know, things happening and fate, basically.
1: Yeah. Well, timing is everything. Yeah. So what do you hope and pray that, I always ask this question, but typically it's more like a hypothetical question, but in your case, it's more practical right now. When a movie is made about your life, what do you hope and pray that the producers, the director, the the script writer, the actor, you know, the whole collaboration, what do you hope, That they get right, and so, like, what are the the non negotiables? Like, please capture this about me—the love, the
0: love, the love. That's really strong, and and it's interesting because I watched Priscilla, and they, I felt that that was one missing element there. It was very, you know, how they met, how he created, groomed her, and then they had a baby, and I just didn't feel those moments of
1: love. And that that's really important to me okay and I know that you talk about this kind of like parallel between you and Priscilla Presley um, yeah she <laughs> yeah. was in Germany and when she met Elvis and
0: yeah and it was crazy because in the movie she says oh, I'm in Wiesbaden. I was like oh, yeah. I was in Biesbaden. that's crazy it's crazy because there was there's a lot of uh, military bases in Germany there's Mannheim, Town frankfurt and to be beisbaden and then to be 16 and then to go to the same school and then to meet it's crazy <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> then i remember I because i'd seen elvis and i you know i guess it was in my era it was it was a movie that came out and i remember watching it i wasn't a really big fan of elvis i just like oh, okay yeah, Elvis, whatever but um I remember seeing it and I remember seeing her picture in the lobby and I was like, mom? she went here. And then
1: really a year later, I'm like,
0: This is weird.
1: This is crazy. Did you ever have you ever met her? Have you ever spoken to her about it? No. About- I,
0: no, I want to. I would love to meet her. I met Lisa Marie. I met okay. Lisa Marie. And I mean we didn't talk about that. We just we just talked whatever we talked about. Just two women at a we were at a wedding and uh we just kind of sat together and talked about stuff very nice
1: very nice how long did it take i know that you were very 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 young but how long did it take for that starstruck feeling when you first met prince to kind of subside where you were like okay this is this is just this is the guy that i'm with but I know I, I know that you never called him Prince, right? Yeah. But how long did it take before he was just a guy? You know, just the the guy in your life. Um, I think
0: that's why I didn't call him Prince. Um, it was funny because when I would speak to him on the phone, he was just my friend. And then when I would go see him play, it was like, Oh my God, it's the it's the same guy. <laughs> and then when I finally got into he invited me to a rehearsal and mm. I I was face to face with him person to person and I was sitting down and he started playing and i was like, okay, let's just play, play, you know? And then he started playing purple. Rory, and I was like, I need to breathe right now. And need to breathe. I <laughs> like, I mean, give me a it, you know? And then you know, I said, I'm like, you're playing. You just laugh. And, you know, so it was, it was easy for me to just forget that and then focus on him being just my friend, you know? Okay can't really explain how I did it, but I just, it was just, you know, and also, uh, you know, as working for him too, it was very easy for me to switch into, okay, I work for you. I'm dancing, Ba, blah, blah, blah. It's going to be, you know, going to be amazing. I'm watching you to being in a relationship.
1: Okay. Are you still dancing professionally? Are you still choreographing and dancing?
0: I did. I could performed for the time with the time or stay in the time in October. And that was amazing. I'm going to go back into it this year. Doing the business was, it took a lot. And in the pandemic, you know, I had a show planned here in Vegas and all of that kind of stopped and it made me reassess. I mean, I I teach class. I love teaching. I love choreographing, but I also, I mean, I'm still going to do that. And we're actually doing some stuff for Live for Love that is going to have me be creative as well so i'm excited about it
1: so let's talk about live for love yeah that that was a nonprofit that you and prince created it was actually in honor of your son amir and what was it originally called again love for one another love for one another Mm -hmm. so then it was like how how many years was it dormant before you decided to relaunch it as live for love
0: I mean, it was a private foundation when we started it and I remember him walking into my office and saying, I think we should start a charity. And I was like, oh yeah. And I didn't know much about it. I just, I would always see him write checks to people and just not say anything or or not even, you know, anonymously send money to people. So then it was interesting that he wanted to do this. And I was like, okay, let's figure this out. And just, we would do coat drives, food drives, and he would donate. And he like, He'd see something on TV and say, let's write them a check. So it was, you know, it was kind of what he would, what he would catch his eye. And, and I just kind of follow the lead. And then when we divorced, he continued it. He continued donating. As always, it was always private. And then when he passed, we got the news that he had left myself and Kirk on the board. And um, we kind of went back and looked at everything, which he did so much donated so much to so many people so we kind of took elements of everything and revamped it made it a public charity so now we're public and our mission statement we just kind of figured it would it would be the perfect description of helping people up and helping people out and there's many avenues of doing that whether it be music education for children because we also want to do dance there's so
1: much that we want to do so yeah that's where we're what we're starting so you're right now, you're choosing 10 different charities that you're going to donate 10,000 to each of them.
0: Yeah, we did. We did that in December. We kind of did something during the pandemic where we did hundred dollars a day for 30 days. It was okay. so funny because I committed. I was like, yeah, every day at five o'clock. Oh my God. I was in a car. Sometimes I was, you know, Oh my God, it's five o'clock and I'd have to pull over and and announce who won but it was so great because people were involved they were engaged and they were nominating people that were just doing just random acts of kindness and we would give them a hundred dollars so we thought let's do it again on a broader scale on a bigger scale and let's let's see what people are doing and again it was uh, over 150 nominations of so many amazing people the uh, charities doing stuff so we we it was hard and there's still others that we want to help, but we narrowed it down to ten, and it kind of, and all of the being animals, being homeless, and food, so many education. We picked them, and then we we granted it. Now we're starting our own program. We're going to continue that. We're always, I think, we'll always do every year like a ten for ten because it did really well. We're starting a program called Live for Music. I'm really okay. excited about it. We're going to, and what prompt me. Of course, it was always we always thought it was important to to give music classes to people who were talented but didn't have the means.
1: Mm-hmm. What
0: prompted me is that the, my daughter Gia wanted to take guitar classes. And I was like, Okay. And I looked and saw how much it was. I was like, Wow, okay. <laughs> That's how much? For how long? So I was like, you know what? This is perfect because there's children with that talent and that want, but they don't have the means. So, yeah. I called professional Grammy winning Berkeley teachers, you name it. I have the list of pe- pe- teachers, musicians, professionals that are willing to teach these children via Zoom and eventually probably in person. And then we're going to have a big concert and we're all going to play
1: together. <laughs> we're donating your time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's
1: amazing. That's yeah. beautiful. I'm excited. What is the greatest piece of advice you've ever received, and who was it from?
0: I would say Prince. It wasn't advice, it was just his belief in me, you know, because I was just a belly dancer, classical ballerina. And then I started to change my style to his music. And then he was like, I remember I I used to go edit music videos with him and I would see him. And back then, editors, they weren't very rhythm. They were rhythmically challenged. And he would just sit there and groan because they would like the kick or the high or, you know, the it wouldn't be on time. My dancing step would be completely off. And he'd fit, sit there and fix it. And then I started to fix it. I used to do that. And he was like, why don't you start editing? i was like, what do you mean? I started editing. editing and I'm like, well, why don't you start directing? Okay. So I started directing. He's like, so why don't you start? And it was always, why not? If you're not good at it, don't do it, but why not? Why and not? That that's been my belief. I mean, I I've done so many things because of why not
1: <laughs> So I' wholehearted. I, I always say that the sky's the limit. Yeah. I tell my son that. I tell everybody I know that. I'm like, and I literally don't understand when people don't get that when they're like, oh, I could never do this. I could never be this. I'm like, why not? Why not? Why
0: not you? Why why that schmuck? You know what I mean? Exactly. It also helped me, and I hope this is why I want to do Live for Love, Live for Music so much. Is I remember being that dancer in Germany, and I saw Prince on stage, and I was like, I will never be able to do anything like that. And, you know, the why not kicked in. And then I'm on stage with him, and I'm I'm like, I'm on stage doing this. I'm next to Whitney Houston. You know, why not? Well, your
1: mom had that why not attitude because she's yeah. the one who got him the tape of you dancing, right? She did.
0: I mean, she's, I, I couldn't believe her. I was like, oh my God, why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? But I'm like, you know, and, and that's why I'm so passionate about, about getting, you know, these opportunities to these
1: yeah. kids. Yeah. It's the opportunity, but it's also letting them know you can do whatever you want to do.
0: Yeah. And see, See outside because you know I mean when I was in the military base I mean we lived in the military base and it took a lot of guts and I just I would venture out I would take the public bus and go down to Wiesbaden in the city and I would take ballet classes there and I would start you know because a lot of people would just feel confined and not wanting to go and and try try to go out of their comfort zone if that makes any sense.
1: No, it makes perfect sense. And do you pray? And if so, who or what do you pray to?
0: I pray. I pray. There's no real like dear God or dear. I just know there's a heavenly being that is powerful and full of love. And it's an energy. I do pray sometimes, especially when I get on the plane. I'm like, please, God. I do say, please, God. I do. I'm like, please, God. Just, you know. If it happens, just hope we're all okay, please. (laughs) You know, I have moments like that, but it's more about being grateful. I'm I'm always grateful to the people around me and and the things that I have. Okay.
1: And if you (laughs) could travel back in time and change in some way, alter in some way, some famous world event. Some historical famous world event, where would you go and what would you attempt to change? Oh, wow. That's a good question. Usually people hate me for that question. I've never <laughs> heard someone say that's a good question.
0: <laughs> that's a really good question. I mean, like, just in general. Wow. Because there's world events that I'd be like, okay, I wish I could have, you know, but realistically, could I have done anything? For me, I wish I would have gone to Minneapolis in December of
1: 2015. Okay. And that was before Prince passed? Yeah. That was when you were hearing that things weren't 100%. Yeah. What do you think you would have said to him?
0: I don't know what I was going to say to him, but I definitely was going to say, I'm here for you. Okay. What do you need? I'm here for you.
1: Do you feel a sense of, I mean, were you aware of the fentanyl use? Were you, did you know, aware of anything like that? Okay.
0: No, no. I just heard he wasn't doing well and I was like, okay you know, and, and I remember there was a, a report about him being dehydrated. And I was like, he drinks so much water. There's no way he's dehydrated. But I was like, eh. you know, so um, I, you know, I didn't know exactly what it was, but I, I knew something and I knew that he needed help. So I, 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 I that's what I would have done. And I would have been stubborn. Oh, I would have been stubborn <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he would have been like who are you <laughs> but
1: i i think you know things happen for a reason i guess what was it that made that stopped you and made you say no i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go i you know i if there's that fear
0: like i said turning 50 makes <laughs> you really I, like now and i've been like yeah we're going we're going yeah. right now you know um, I was 40 something. I was, I was, you know, I was nervous. I was like, should I go? Should I not go? Maybe I'll wait. Maybe I'll wait till spring, you know, because it was December. Yeah. And I mean, this, this December, the weather's been crazy everywhere, but I was like, oh, can I go? Should I take Gia? Should I not take Gia? You know,
1: I think two in my head. Okay. Okay. And what do you think you came into this life as Maite Garcia to learn? And what do you think you came here to teach or being like a living example of?
0: Oh, man,
1: you're good. Good.
0: (laughs) I would say, um, to teach, I would say love. It's really hard for me to, and again, uh, like turning 50, standing up for myself, I'm very. I always want to help and, and rescue and sometimes being strong and letting go is, is something that I think I came here to learn, um, but definitely here to teach love and like, really you guys don't be a jerk. Think for a second and realize that, you know, you have, you can change somebody's world with just a
1: smile, you know? Mm. Okay. And is there anything left on your bucket list? I mean, you've experienced, I mean, like you've run the gamut. You've been all over the world. You've met and worked with so many people. You've done so many things. What are, what is left that you're like, I've got to do this or I've got <laughs>
0: um, to. Ice, ice. Uh, what you call when you go into a frozen lake? Is that a thing? Maybe I, in Minnesota. I, yeah. Yeah. But, like, you know, Wim Hof is that guy where he does breeding and then he takes ice baths and it's, it's this whole like thing. And my sister was telling me about it. And then somebody just did it for a charity to raise money. He walked into a frozen Lake and I'm like, okay, I don't know about walking. I, I don't mind diving in and then getting out, you know, but that's a bucket list thing. I want to do it. I I don't want to do it, but I want to do it.
1: Okay. Is it like, <laughs> do you mean like where there's a frozen, like a, like a thing of ice over and you have to break through the ice or just very, no, I don't want to do
0: that. No, because if a, if a current came, even though I uh, no, that would freak me out. the whole ice thing on top of cold, a cold lake, okay, that's cold like you know it's cold, cold. Plunge, like, like right.
1: polar bear, like a polar bear plunge. Yeah, something like that. Okay. I that would do that. So are you do you have any special significant other in your life right now? Or are you dating right now?
0: Yes, yeah, I have someone yeah he's a musician a musician but completely different completely different jazz so it's like you know and I love it because it's a completely different world I'm like oh my nice. because I, I, lo- I love jazz I've always loved jazz Prince actually introduced me to Miles Davis and so many amazing musicians and you know so it's nice to like oh nice <laughs> really nice Yeah. And the touring is definitely different. It's not like, you know, Prince tours. His tours are like, oh, we're going to have lunch. Okay. We're having dessert. Okay. We're going to go on stage. (laughs) I'm going to bed. I'm like, there's no after party. There's no, you know, there's none of that. I'm like, yay, this is
1: good. (laughs) Could you see yourself getting married again?
0: You know, it's funny because I've always said no. I've always thought I wasn't going to do it again. But I'd consider it if it was if not the typical, not the you know, the whole wedding and all that. Mm -hmm. I'd say a commitment, not call it that, but kind of, you know. Okay, I'd consider it, but I wouldn't build a whole. We're married. No, no, no. We're not doing that.
1: (laughs) But are you in love?
0: Yeah, definitely. Yay! Yeah, it's great. It's it's finally a love that. I mean, and he's understanding because I have a serious past. <laughs> it's yeah. very, it's very known. So it's a confidence and a, and a security that I feel. So it's, it's so great. That's very nice.
1: Very nice. Yeah. So, okay. Where can people find live for love if they want to get involved or donate or, or anything
0: like that? Yeah. Liveforlovecharities.org. Live the number four, not F-O-R. I, uh, We also have Twitter, we have Instagram, we have TikTok, we're, we're everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. And then YouTube channel, we're planning some really cool things this year. I'm really excited about it. So, and you know, and the way to get involved is, I mean, I have, that's another thing. Why not? I started making candles. Why not? It was a pandemic. I was bored and I love, I love playing with scents. And I think I don't want to do perfume. That's too complicated. I started making candles. I started with soy, then I moved on. And now I sell candles on Live for Love Charities for the organization. And it's doing amazing. You know, I throw in like, you know, when Prince and I were together, he wore a lot of perfumes. And I I remember I used to go to Nordstrom's and sit there with the lady and just, okay, wait, wait. (laughs) We would just sit there. I'm like, there's sandalwood in here. There's vanilla and there's jasmine i know there's jasmine and everything but it's not the top note because this this this. so i really love scents and i'm throwing in scents that he used to wear so people are like oh, i want to have it i want to have it so it's really great So you can buy that okay. yeah and take a video of your kid if he's interested in playing an instrument and send
1: it to us so we can get
0: we can get things going
1: <laughs> so you can match them with somebody who can volunteer and teach them yeah yeah really?
0: and in the near future we're going to do dance as well because you can't leave that out.
1: <laughs> no, no, you can't. And, yeah. You no, know, my tea's rescue.
0: My T's rescue. Yeah, I um, I just have, I've just partnered up with another rescue that's going to help me because I have two Saint Bernard, one hundred and forty-eight mm-hmm. pounds each. They're at the at the vet right now, but we need to get them at home. So we're trying to find fosters are hard. I that's a really hard thing, and I, I wish people would open their homes a little more to these dogs because I mean we I always rescue I try not to rescue aggressive dogs I give that to other rescues who have the means and and the knows that the know-it-all how to how to handle that so you know do your research on
1: rescues and foster you have to be local in the Las Vegas area to take in these dogs or
0: no no I'm willing to transport them because uh yeah. Yeah. I've done it. I've had people foster in, in Florida and in Alabama, like different places. And I have, I have volunteers that are willing to drive. They're like, let me know. I'll drive them. I'm like, okay, all right. Let me find Shut that person. <laughs> yeah. we have cool. some great volunteers. They can't foster, but they're like, you need me to transport. I got you. I'm like, okay. So.
1: <laughs> and do you think that you'll write another book or do you think like that was your swan song and like You're good, or
0: no? It's funny because I every time I talk, especially like when I have interviews like with you and stuff, I leave going, "Wow, there's so much more I'd like to share." So I'm, I'm thinking about it. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about writing another one. We also wrote one, Prince and I, back in 1996, called Happy Tears, and I'm trying to get that released as well. But I mean, that one is it's a children's book, and it's uh.
1: Wrote it together. It's like, um,
0: um, we wrote it never, together and never published, never published. Okay. So I, I'm trying to make that happen. Cause it's such a beautiful book. It's kind of like, you know, the little prince where it's a children's book, but not really. It's kind of like that where it okay. is a children's book. And I remember where I read it to Gia at different stages of her life. And it was so funny to see her, what she would say to different, you know, in different stages of her life. But at the end she got it. No, so I think I think it'd be great.
1: I'm it's working only, on that. So, what's it called again? Happy tears. Happy tears. Okay. Yeah. So it'll be like bylines by you and Prince. Yeah. When it comes yeah. out. That is hopefully, awesome. hopefully, hopefully, hey. hopefully. <laughs> oh, oh, it will. It will. Let's. Yeah. Let's okay. Well, thank you so much. I know we were like. Thank You're you place <laughs> I know I know and it's, it's my day off and I'm running around doing stuff but i was like I knew I knew I had to today but yeah thank you so I hope you guys enjoyed that uh, for all my Prince fans out there I hope you got a lot out of that conversation again pick up her book it's the New York Times best-selling memoir the most beautiful my life with Prince Look for Maite's charity, which was started with Prince uh, many years back. It's called Live for Love Charities. Again, you can find it at liveforlovecharities.org, and four is the number four. You can find Maite on Instagram at Maite Janelle, or you can look up Maite's Rescue. And, of course, you can find me on Instagram at the Allison Kugel. And I will catch you guys on the next go-around. Peace. We'll be right back. back.